But hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. So I've seen a lot of patterns of success and I've seen a lot of patterns of failure over the 20 plus years that I've been a financial planner. And one thing I've noticed, there's some patterns around being financially successful and being happy and happy with each other. It's funny, sometimes when people would get done with a meeting that was rather intense in some cases, people would look at me and they'd say, you know what, do you ever feel like you're a marriage counselor? You should have a sofa in here and be a therapist. And they were kind of kidding, but also they were kind of serious in the sense that in some cases, things get pretty intense. Oftentimes, that's a big source of conflict. In fact, that's actually one of the leading causes of divorce in the United States, fighting or having conflicts around money. And it's also one of the top, I think it is number one, as far as the number one reason for fights in marriages is actually around money. Now, I think two or three are around the kids and sex, you know, those sorts of things. But, you know, that's one of the big, big areas that can cause conflict in a relationship. So oftentimes I get into those conversations with people and I can kind of act as a buffer. And that's a good thing because it actually can help people move forward when they feel stuck. Oftentimes I'll also get questions from new couples, people who are maybe newly together, newly married, and they're trying to figure out, Hey, we've got these two different financial situations that we're trying to marry up here and try to figure out how do we work together, especially if we've each had a financial situation. And of course everybody does, right? There's some kind of financial situation that they came into that relationship with. So they might have some different expectations, different expectations of each other as far as what uh, they want to see out of their financial life. So it is important to have grace for each other, of course, in a relationship of any sort, whether it's a friendship or more of an intimate relationship, it's important to have grace for each other and recognize that nobody is perfect and that if everybody has good intentions, which I believe most people do, if everybody has good intentions, then there's no reason why we can't work things out. So today, I've actually got three keys for how to be not just a financially successful couple, but a financially healthy couple as far as relationship together and relationship around money. So the three keys, number one, don't hide money. That is absolutely a trust killer in a relationship, in any relationship, a business relationship, and especially in a marriage relationship where people were really counting on each other to be transparent. Never hide money. Never hide purchases. It's very, very important that everybody knows what's going on and there's no effort to be deceitful or try to cover something up, maybe a purchase or something like that. I can tell you this happens all the time. I see it happen not in overt ways where somebody is actually taking money and sending it to Grand Cayman or something like that in a numbered bank account. Not that so much. Uh, Of course, maybe we wouldn't know about it, but 
really where this comes up more often is when people are hiding purchases from each other. They go out and spend money and they don't tell the other person, or in some cases, they really are being deceitful about their shopping habits, their spending habits, and they might have some other credit card. And then they're you know trying to cover it up from their spouse. I've actually seen this and it's very, very destructive. It's a trust killer. It's important that we're transparent with our purchases, with our money, with any place we're putting money, any decisions we're making with our money. If we're making a commitment in a marriage or a couple, if that couple has made a commitment to move forward together and plan together, it's important that we're absolutely transparent with that. So nobody's in the dark. There have been a number of people I've seen get divorced over this, where there has been some outright deceit where somebody's taken money. Maybe there's been gambling problems. There's all kinds of stuff that could have happened. In many situations, I've seen it actually has led to divorce where there's just outright deceit or hiding of money. So that's absolutely one that's non-negotiable, really, really important. So if this is an issue, if it's happened in your relationship, it doesn't mean, hey, we should go out and get divorced. What I would strongly encourage you to do is to go get some counseling around this simply because there is going to be some pain, probably with one or both partners, there's going to be some pain around this and also you know, some baggage that really needs to be dealt with to be able to move forward. Otherwise, it can just come up again and again and again, or there's just this lingering trust issue forever. So the other thing to notice is that in any couple, one person does tend to take the lead and that's fine. If that works for you, that's absolutely fine that one person might be interested. One person may not be as interested. Sometimes couples will split the responsibilities where one person might handle the day-to-day budgeting and the other person might handle more of the investments and planning around their future perfectly fine. Just making sure that everybody's in the loop and everybody has the opportunity to understand everything, at least from a high level. So transparency is an absolute must. Key number two to being a financially healthy couple is to agree on your outcomes and your purposes. Really, what are we trying to accomplish here? And you might be surprised that more often than not, there is a mismatch or maybe just a misunderstanding between the two people in a couple as far as what are we trying to accomplish? Really, what are we putting money away for? Why are we really trying to build our wealth over time? And I can tell you, it usually boils down to income. It usually means that, hey, at some point, we want to have income that we don't necessarily have to work for. We want to build our wealth up to the point that it covers all of our priorities where we might get to work instead of have to work. For a lot of people, that seems pretty attractive to be in that position. So it's important to be very clear, get an idea of not only generally what are we trying to accomplish, like being financially independent or covering a certain amount of higher education for children, but it's also important to look at the specifics, making sure that we have smart goals, being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time sensitive. So we have a time frame in mind. It's really important to do that because we have to have a common enemy, right? We have to have a common goal. Otherwise, people start to wonder, why are we doing this? You know, why can't we go on, you know, this crazy vacation? Well, because we kind of committed. We wanted to plan for the future and we don't have the money. The other possibility is that we might be trying to establish a good financial foundation, and that can also be a good common enemy if we're trying to eliminate debt and build a good cash reserve for emergencies. Keep the end in mind. What are we trying to accomplish here? In any couple, 
one thing I've noticed is that they tend to balance each other out. We do tend to be a good balance for each other. I think in healthy couples, you do tend to have that dynamic. Financially, one thing that I've noticed is that one person does tend to be more of the spender and the other person tends to be more of the saver. That doesn't mean that one is right or wrong necessarily. I've seen with a lot of couples, they'll end up being to extremes in some cases where the other person kind of has to bring them back. In some cases, somebody is such a good saver that it means that, hey, we're really not able to enjoy life today at all because we're saving so much money. Maybe it's overkill. Maybe we're putting away so much money that, hey, we could retire early. But meanwhile, we missed out on so many different experiences and things that we could have done before. So there is that balance in some couples. We end up being on the opposite where we're kind of overspending and we're trying to figure out how to rein it in so we really can plan for the future. So don't worry about the how right now. The how can come later. It's important to just get very, very clear on what it is we're trying to accomplish. Just what are the big picture things that we're trying to accomplish out of our financial life? One tool that I'll give you, if especially if you're finding that you are really on opposite ends of the spectrum as far as priorities... A great book is Dave Ramsey's book, The Total Money Makeover. And he's also got great podcasts. If you're into podcasts, hopefully you are since you're listening to me today. But they have some great podcasts on the Ramsey Network. So I do recommend that you can listen to those together. I've actually seen some couples do this and it's really helpful because it's largely a call-in show. People call in and they ask financial questions and sometimes it is a husband and wife and they're trying to figure out, hey, how do we get around this? How do we get our debt paid off? A lot of couples that I've talked to actually have found that very helpful because they might be able to listen to an episode. And then during the day, you know, when they have time, maybe one listens to it in the morning, one listens to it in the afternoon. And then that night, hey, did you listen to that episode? They were talking about paying off credit card debt or whatever it was. So it's a good opportunity to get those conversations going. It's also a good opportunity to keep money from becoming a taboo topic in your household. And I think that's important not only for the couple, but also for any kids. If there's kids in the household, they are watching everything that we're doing. And my wife and I have to remember that all the time is that everything we're saying, everything that we're doing, they're watching. So it's really important that money does not become a taboo topic in your household simply because so many kids end up going into adulthood feeling completely unequipped. They don't feel like they have any good financial habits or good financial role models in a lot of cases, not necessarily because their parents didn't do a good job and make good financial decisions, but it was considered a taboo topic. And so they never even had the opportunity to learn from their parents. So it is important that you don't necessarily have to share dollar amounts in every single detail about your financial planning, but make sure that if you've got kids, make sure that your your kids are listening, that your kids have the opportunity to learn and understand that money is important. It's important to plan around it. It's important to use from a uh, from a stewardship perspective that our money really is a gift. You know, the fact that we're able to earn income and have abundant income where we can actually put money away and invest it and pay off debt and all kinds of stuff. It's important that they recognize that that doesn't just happen by default. There's some good planning around that. Key number three is taking massive action. Again, we're talking about how to become a financially healthy couple. So taking massive action together. And that's really important that everybody is on the same page. Even if you don't completely agree on things up until this point, it's important that you are moving forward together, that you're not just doing your own thing. This is about planning together. That's one of the things that you've committed to. If you're listening to this episode, you probably have made a commitment to the other person that, hey, we're in this together and we're building a life together. We're we're building a financial life together as well. It's been said that where focus goes, energy flows. And it is really important that you're focused together on whatever 
number of actions need to be taken at this point. You can't do 20 actions at one time. You do have to prioritize. All of us do. We only have so many hours in the day. We only have so much energy. And so it is important to focus on what's important now. What do we need to do next? And figuring out the how together with the help of a certified financial planner, I think oftentimes people figure out that pretty early on that you know we would benefit from having somebody else in the mix here that can really be our advocate, our fiduciary. So my two cents, of course, and you know selfishly, I own a business that we've got a couple of certified financial planners. We're a wealth management firm, but I do think that a certified financial planner who's a fiduciary can be invaluable, especially in the financial life of a couple, because that person can act as a sounding board. They can also act as a buffer between the two of you. And I have done that many, many times. And again, sometimes I do feel like I'm a marriage counselor in some of these sessions. Um, in fact, you know, in some cases it gets really awkward. I remember one time years ago that it got heated. I mean, it, it got into a heated conversation and literally I felt like going and crawling under my desk and just hoping that they would leave. <laughs> it was that bad. So things got pretty tense. Just so you know, they worked it out. But it's just an illustration of the fact that money can be very Stressful, Really, it could be a very emotional and it's important to recognize that we just don't want to give up on it. You know, I have a healthy way to get some outlet and really be able to interact with each other as you're doing your planning together. Don't give up on it. No, that's a bad way to go. Again, we were talking about before that becoming a taboo topic in your household. Sometimes that happens just because there's so much tension. There's so much kind of unresolved conflict around money that people just stop talking about it. It just feels more comfortable to not do that. That and that doesn't help. I can tell you that you know unresolved conflict with anybody just is not a healthy thing. So it's important that we do that around money as well. So hiring a certified financial planner, somebody who can really act as your advocate, and they're the advocate for both of you, and they've got a lot of experience. Really, that's the idea behind hiring somebody who has seen it all. You know, or they haven't seen it all, but they've seen a lot of stuff. They've seen a lot of people that are successful and a lot of people that are not so successful, and what works and what doesn't. I don't care how good or bad you think your financial life is, there's always a next level and recognize that everybody kind of has those feelings to some extent. I think everybody feels like they wish they would have started earlier. They'll often say to me, you know, we wish we would have seen you five years ago, 10 years ago, we'd be in a completely different place. Don't worry about the past because there's really no power in the past. There's power in the future uh, because really it can get us inspired and pulled it towards that. And so it's about taking action now as a couple getting focused, figuring out where to go. And there is compromise in that, of course. That's the idea behind any kind of a marriage relationship is you probably don't always think exactly alike. There's probably some different opinions. You've got different backgrounds. And coming together, it can really be a powerful thing because now we've actually taken two perspectives, two ideas. We've come together with a compromise. And hopefully that's a happy compromise. I think you know in a lot of cases it is. And again, we're a good balance for each other. My wife and I are a great balance for each other uh, because I can get a little bit squirrely and distracted and so forth. She's very focused and planned and organized and everything. So we can be a good balance for each other. Don't see any differences that you have as weaknesses. See those as strengths because there probably are good perspectives on both ends that can be helpful in your life. So with that, I hope that's been helpful today. Recognize that this is a really, really important area. We talked about before that this can actually be the largest source of stress, largest source of arguments, and it can also lead to divorce if people don't address this stuff and nip it in the bud before things get damaging. You know, let's keep it positive. Let's recognize that there's always a next level in any relationship 
relationship in any financial situation. And I hope we can play a role in that for you and your family. I also wanted to just mention, thanks for supporting the podcast. We are just cranking along here. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from folks on topic, some of the interviews that we've been doing. So please continue to give us feedback. I also wanted to mention that we are very grateful for anybody who's out there promoting the podcast. If there's an episode that kind of resonates with you, please pass it on to our friend. Of course, hit subscribe on your favorite service, either Apple, Spotify, whatever you use for your podcast. Please subscribe to it because that does help people find us easier and it helps to give us feedback as far as are we doing a good job? Are there topics that are maybe more relevant than others? So we want to make sure that this is valuable for you, for your family, for your coworkers, anybody that you think this would be helpful for. We definitely want to get the word out there. This is really about going after wisdom. It's about acquiring financial wisdom. And that doesn't just come by trial and error. You know, eventually it does, but it just takes a long time. So let's go out and find people with experience, find people who have walked the path before and use those principles to make great financial decisions together. With that, have a great week and God bless. The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor.